Welcome to the Creative Assist Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter, and I appreciate you for listening. This is a podcast where we speak with different creative entrepreneurs about their strategies, stories, and tips to apply and learn. You can find us on all social media platforms at Creative Assist, and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T, or you can find us at creativeassist.com. Hey everyone, before the show starts, I'd like to give a huge shout out and thanks to our partners at Art and Ambition Studios. If you're a creator, I highly recommend you check them out for resources, support, and to go ahead and check out more that they have to offer. Check them out at artandambitionstudios.com. Once again, that is artandambitionstudios.com. Thank you guys and let's get on with the show. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Creative Assist Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter, and I appreciate you for tuning in. As always, I encourage you guys to go ahead and subscribe and share and leave some feedback as well. That would be greatly appreciated. And today we're speaking with Alicia Robertson. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. Thank you for having me. That's good. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. Now, so let's get started here. Um, You know, usually we start off by asking our guests uh, to give us a little bit about themselves. So uh, if you don't mind giving the listeners a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so I am Alicia Robertson. Um, I am a writer and I'm also the founder of livingoverexisting.com, which is a podcast, newsletter, and membership community for women entrepreneurs. And what I do is I not only help women to launch, grow, and scale, scale their online businesses, but I also help them to prioritize what matters most in their life as well. Um, I feel like a lot of what people hear about entrepreneurship online, it's like hustle until, you know, you die and sleep when you're dead and like <laughs> yeah. all of this craziness that is really, really unhealthy. And I want women to know that they don't have to really sacrifice the life that they desire in order to have a successful business. So while we do talk about branding and monetizing and growing your audience and marketing and all these things, we also talk about wellness and, you know, mental health and how you're managing your life around running your business. Because I do believe in building a business around your desired lifestyle and not the other way around. Mm, gotcha gotcha that's actually really smart so instead of taking the route where it's like hustle 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 like the business kind of fits into your way of already living so things kind of feel a little bit more seamless yeah absolutely that's really cool you know we'll even listen to music sometimes it always say you have to be on your hustle hustle and then you see posts talk about hustle you know (laughs) it's like everywhere it's nonstop. and then at the same time like you notice that i if i slack off then I like nothing's coming in, nothing's going on for me. So I can kind of understand why people do cave into that because they kind of take little bits and pieces of it and they make it true for themselves. So what are some of the things that you've noticed in this as well? Yeah. So I, I know how unhealthy the hustle can be. And of course I don't want, you know, it to seem like I'm just like scraping by kind of going with the flow. Like I do work really hard and there are some seasons that take a lot more work than others. But Mm -hmm. a few years ago I experienced like severe burnout. I'm talking like didn't want to get out of bed, could not form a sentence to just like save my life. I struggled to even do like the smallest of tasks. And I realized that it was because 
I had been falling for the people telling me that I should be working 12, 12, you know, 13, 14 hours a day, or I wasn't going to be successful. Or if I wasn't pushing myself to the limit or past the limit, then I really don't care about my business. And I just, I fell for that hype and I suffered for it. Like body completely shut down. And I really had to like tear down the business that I was building at that time in order to kind of pull myself out of that. But like I said, I do believe that there are seasons when you do have to work harder than normal. But I think the piece of hustling that a lot of the like big, you know, entrepreneurs or gurus or whatever you want to call them aren't Mm -hmm. telling you is that one, they're not doing all of this themselves. So like a lot of these people have assistants, they have brand managers, they have, you know, marketing and all of this helping them. So while I'm pretty sure they do work hard, they're not doing it alone. And also I feel like something that should be inserted in that hustle culture is that you have to prioritize. Like you of course, probably have a lot of things that you need to do within your business that will, you know, help you to reach your idea of success. But day to day, you really have to focus on what's going to make the biggest impact in your business instead of trying to spread your focus across a thousand different tasks. So I always tell like my clients and like people that I work with that they should be focusing on like their must do's and to do's each day. Mm -hmm. So must do's are like things that absolutely need to be done. I'm talking like sending invoices, um, working with clients, anything that's going to directly impact your business. Um, And then focusing on that first. And then if you have time, if you can go to the to do list and then to do's are like things that you have to get done, but that, you know, the world won't burn down. Your business won't burn down if you don't get to, So these are things like scheduling social media or like following up with emails that maybe weren't as urgent. So I think you really have to learn to prioritize as well, but you can prioritize and still work hard and get things done without completely overwhelming yourself with everything that needs to be done. Right. Yeah. And sacrificing your health for a lot of those things that aren't really necessary at the very moment. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I can relate to that. Um, I can relate to that a lot. I went through a burnout phase myself and um, I was just overworking myself. I felt like I wasn't getting enough sleep. I said, no, just getting started. So I just thought that I had to just, you know, keep going and keep going. But yeah, it's really just about prioritizing. That's something that I uh, ended up learning as well. And also defining what it is, what, what success is for me, right? Like I heard you mention that a little bit earlier. Do you have your clients like take note of that as well? Yeah, because too, I feel like, it's so easy to want to try what you see is working for other people or, you know, what everyone else is telling you that you should be doing. And if you're constantly trying to achieve someone else's idea of success, that's definitely going to lead you to burnout. Um, So yeah, I definitely do encourage like um, the women in my community to focus on the thing that they want. You know, not everyone wants to make a million dollars and that's completely okay. Like focus on what you feel like is enough for you and your family and your brand. Um, You know, not everyone desires to have this huge company with this big team. Like some, you know, entrepreneurs just want to stay small and that is amazing. So I really do encourage women to focus on what your idea of success is. Kind of like, you know, I guess staying in your lane And then we can build on, you know, creating goals and taking steps towards that 
you know, specific vision or that specific idea of success. And it may change. A lot of times women get into it and they're like, oh, wait, maybe I do want to make six figures. And that's okay. You can always pivot, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you have to start somewhere and starting with what it is that you desire and what you want and not trying to achieve someone else's goal or someone else's vision. Right. And that's amazing that you instill that because man, it does yeah. a lot on the, the mental health, right? Like for yeah. you to see other people do something and for you to internalize that in a way where now you're working at the same pace, but you don't even need to, or you're not wired that same way. So mm-hmm. that, that is really, uh, that's really cool of you. What, what is it about coaching that you really do enjoy? Yeah. So I recently, I stepped away from like one-on-one coaching to work with women directly, like in our community, but I'm still kind of, I guess, coaching in a way just to a bigger audience, I guess you could say at one time. Yeah. Um, But I've always been a teacher. Like I've always just, I think it's one of like my skills. I've always just been a natural just teacher. And I typically specialize or love working with women who are in the beginning stages and the reason that coaching is and will always probably be a love of mine is just because I love seeing women hit that aha moment that moment where they share their ideas and they're like I don't know like what any of this is I don't know which direction to go in I don't know what step I should take first and being able to walk with them through that process of gaining clarity and then hitting that aha moment that is like the best feeling ever. Like that is what makes me feel fulfilled. It's what like lights me up inside knowing that I have been able to personally impact someone's life and initially help them to, you know, live out their purpose or to really get their, you know, dreams started or their vision started. So I think that's the piece that really gets to me being able to see someone's I don't want to be dramatic, but <laughs> no, go for life, it. See their I like life, dramatic. Yeah, see Good. like their life transform before my eyes. Like I know it's not their life, but that's really like a defining moment for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially those who are in the beginning stages. Seeing them go from idea to having clarity to actually launching this brand that they're super proud of, like that to me is just amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And I I do, honestly, even though it may be dramatic, I really do agree with you that it is, you know, like their life transforming in front of you because that confidence, right? Like the confidence that they can actually do what they've been wanting to do, right? What they've been desiring to do. And now they're making the money that they want to make. It really does light up a whole different type of fire in you. Now, yeah, it's really amazing that you're doing that. And um, so with, with the membership, like it, it is a membership platform, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So with that, um, what made you, I guess you kind of answered it right there, but what made you like kind of strive to start this whole venture? Yeah, so I, for, do you want me to share like my whole story of like what led me into <laughs> coaching or um, just the membership community? Because I was going to say that is a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, really what, whatever you, whatever you feel like sharing, I guess is all good for me. Yeah, well, I'll I'll start with just kind of a little bit of my background of coaching. So I launched my first business, which I made and sold jewelry like years and years and years ago. And as I was kind of sharing that journey, like through blogging, um, a lot of other women began asking me, 
how could they make this happen? Like, how could they launch their online shop? What does it mean to brand? What does it mean to market and like how to get new customers? And the more like free advice I started sharing on my blog, the more questions I was getting from these women. And it got to a point where I was spending like hours in my inbox, just simply answering questions. And I love doing it. I love being able to help women, but it got to a point where it was like, okay, girl, you need to either figure out how to charge for this or you need to like cut back some. So I decided to actually turn it into um, more of just like a coaching practice where I help women one-on-one. And I've been doing that for like the past, wow, maybe six years now. Um, But most recently, um, I just had my first child um, earlier this year. And before then, I was kind of feeling burnt out from working with women one on one, um, just because it it does take a lot of energy from and like I really prep for my client calls. I just don't hop on calls and just start talking like I really take the time to dig into like my client's brand and where they are and like creating a full strategy that we'll go over. And it just, I I began feeling like I needed to shift and also felt like I needed to figure out a way that would give me more time, but still be able to impact women entrepreneurs. So um, I had my daughter and I knew prior to then that I wanted her to be home with me, um, you know, during the week. So I decided to turn what was originally my free Facebook community into a paid membership community where women entrepreneurs could come in. I have um, like different courses and classes that they can take while they're in the community, but then they also could get like the accountability that they need. So we set goals every month um, and I'm there, you know, for them to ask me any questions that they may have, like literally they can pick my brain about anything. Um, And I'm really there to support them and guide them through launching and growing their business, but it doesn't take as much time um, Mm -hmm. from like me and being able to be with my daughter as it would with I was still one-on-one coaching. So really it was just about like a time um, issue I wanted. I wanted more time, but I still wanted to be able to impact women in the same way. So um, now, you know, I hop on calls with them um, at once at the beginning of the month. And then we do like office hour sessions at the end of the month with other like entrepreneurs that come in and talk to them. Um, and then of course I pop in every day. I don't want people to think that <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> out here freeloading. Like, no, like I, I do still really work hard on it. I'm still creating resources. I'm still answering questions. I just, now I can kind of do it on my own terms and I can kind of make it around my schedule. Unlike before. Right. Yeah. And that, I guess that moment for you, right. Was when, you were doing this all on your own and then you decided to create a system that kind of had a lot of the things like the tools that that, that women uh, needed and then you can come in as well and be an ad, like be an addition to it right instead of being like the soul um you know like the soul like hustle where you didn't have to constantly work and things like that um mm-hmm. which is really which is really cool i mean i think that's the the goal for all of us entrepreneurs right to to almost like productize everything like productize all your information so that way you're not constantly just giving away, you know, bits and pieces of yourself every single day. I mean, that can get draining. So, but like with that too, in a sea of like entrepreneurs, like to some, um, it might, it might feel like you're you're a drop of water, right? Like there's so much stuff going on out here. So what would you tell to some, you know, who are trying to find their way? Well, yeah. What would you say to them? Yeah. I would say don't be worried about 
what other people are doing. I know that's easier said than done, but Mm -hmm. you have to realize in almost where we're almost in 2020 that there really isn't an industry that isn't overcrowded, that isn't oversaturated. Like everybody and their mama is running a business these days, which (laughs) is great, but you can't be focused on who else is running the same type of business as you. So you, you really do just have to focus on how you're doing your business. So you were created to do something in a specific way. So if you are selling lashes and someone else is selling lashes, your target audiences may be completely different. You may have different techniques than the other person. You may have a different marketing or branding strategy than the other person. So you can't really be focused on what someone else is doing because honey, they are probably not worried about you. (laughs) (laughs) So you you just have to realize that, you know, you're probably never going to tap into a market that is completely like untapped or has never been discovered before. And if you do like, congratulations, but in this day and age, it's probably rare, which is why you have to worry about, you know, the brand that you're building. Um, But also when it comes to that, I would say that storytelling is what's really going to help your brand stand out from like the thousands of others in your industry. So people connect with a person before they'll connect with a brand. So what makes your brand different is your story. So how, you know, did you start this business? What was the reason in behind why you started this business? Like let your customers or like their clients know who you are and why this brand means so much to you. And people will connect with that. People love storytelling. Like, and you don't have to say a sob story but just being able to connect on a personal level with your customers is what's going to separate you from all the other people who are probably doing the same thing as you so there you go stay in your own lane and tell your story yeah (laughs) i know it's good advice people love transparency it's really true i was gonna ask you something as well so what in your process did you take from you know in creating courses and creating um you know maybe ebooks and guides and things of that nature you say, well, I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. You said, oh, sorry process. about that. Yeah, I guess like, like what in your process has, um, have you learned from doing those things, like creating courses and, and guides and ebooks? Because I find it really hard to sit down and actually do something like that and make sure that it's, you know, valuable and be able to translate that type of value. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I've, I've definitely learned that it's good to offer products or services that are kind of at different levels. For people, mm-hmm. um, especially when I was one-on-one coaching, not everyone could afford to pay, you know, my rate for coaching. But if I could bundle up a little, you know, piece of that and sell it for a hundred dollars or maybe even less, that's going to hit the people who are wanting to take action. But maybe because of you know financial situations, they're not able to fully invest in like a coaching service at the moment. Um, so I, I love being able to help people on different levels um and then it also helps as far as like having passive income like I talked before about how I felt like one-on-one coaching just always just required me and I always had to show up well when you know I had my daughter before I actually launched the community I had to really depend on like passive income and if it wasn't for those coaches or courses and things that I had created I wouldn't have been making money during that time off. So, Oh yeah. 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 So for me, I've I've just learned that it's good to kind of use other products like that as almost like a backup plan sort of. 
Um, so even if it's not something that you're constantly launching over and over again, um, it could be great for those people who may need those like lower price products before they fully invest. Um, it's great for those customers who kind of trust you, but not fully, fully trust you to like, you know, fully invest in you. So it's a great way to provide value. And then, you know, the passive income piece is, you know, amazing too, because you never know what happens when you get sick and you can't take on any more clients or let's say you're in a, like a transition. Like I was, I had a kid and then I'm transitioning from coaching to building this community. I still had income coming in. So I just, I like using those types of like products and things as almost like a safety net. Mm, yeah. That's actually really smart. I, I didn't even, I don't even think about that part where it's like, you know, I can actually get sick yeah. <laughs> or like <laughs> I, I could go through something pretty serious in life and I might take need to take some time off like that's 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 pretty huge like yeah and that's a good idea to always create that source of income even when you can't you know get out here and work like you know to our full capacity so people always tell me that I don't know what to create people always tell me like I want to do this too I want to create passive income but I don't know what type of tools I even have or what type of important info I have to be able to create a product and I always tell them like well you know, me neither. I didn't really think photography courses or guides or whatever were still even important or even, I don't know, people were even interested in them, but you just have to kind of put it out here and see what happens. You know what I mean? Um, do you see that a lot happen in things you're doing? Yeah. And I, I think it's just, uh, like you said, you just kind of have to put it out there and, and see who wants it. Um, and I, I think another piece of that too is finding your people almost True. so like a lot of us create products and services because we wish that this was something that we had created before or wish it would have been around when we were just getting started so if you can kind of cater to those people who may be in the position that you were in like four to five years ago i think that's you know a, a even better reason to go ahead and create that course or create that ebook and you can even start off small by like creating a I don't know, a worksheet and just giving it away for free and seeing, you know, kind of how people respond. That's how I got started. I really wasn't sure what people wanted until I started asking them until I started like putting things out there. And I really just like listened to my audience and created what they said that they needed. But that was also kind of in my expertise as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah. I think that's something that, that, that people get kind of lost in. It really has to be something that you fully understand otherwise it's even going to feel awkward creating that product because people are going to see that you really don't know what you're talking about mm-hmm. i think i may have even tried that in, in the beginning <laughs> right but, yeah but finding that audience and just creating a product that you really are uh well versed in and comfortable with and that plays a huge part as well now i was going to ask you so what did it take to create a successful membership-based platform but you kind of answered that already a little bit earlier mm-hmm. um but uh, in transferring like skills to a business, I, I would say that something that plays a big part in that is like to create something that allows you to actually to create those physical products. So uh, aside from personal branding, you know, like branching out and building something that's bigger than you that can then uh, you can work under, you know, and create multiple things out of that. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think people should strive to do something like that or work off just their name or like what do you think? So this is one of the things that I am actually kind of going back and forth with with myself because 
I built like my personal brand as the coach, but mm-hmm. I don't want living over existing to necessarily be about me, if that makes sense. Like, of course, I'm the founder of it. I created it right now. I'm running it like fully, but I want it to get to a space, you know, soon where I can bring in more help, where I can have like a bigger company and having other women, you know, in the company running it essentially. So it's not all just dependent on me. So that's, that's something that I'm actually kind of going back and forth with myself of trying to figure out how, because a lot of people are still like, oh yeah, Alicia, like your brand is living over existing or yeah, we know you as like the business coach, but I'm I'm trying to find like the line to draw between the two. (laughs) (laughs) And that's been really hard. And I can understand because like the past six years I've been building like my personal brand, but for other people who may be, you know, trying to figure out exactly what to do, I think it just depends on, again, going back to like your vision or your goal for your life. If you know that you want to be the face of your brand, if you know that a lot of the brand will probably depend on you, then going by your name or building like that personal brand is a great idea. Um, But if you're someone who your eyes are set on building like this big company, then you should kind of start branding yourself or branding that brand instead of branding yourself. Um, But either, I feel like either or is okay. Like both are great moves. It's just your strategies are going to depend on which way you want to go. But I don't think you necessarily have to have like this big company where you're kind of working under and then having other people in it as well. Um, But one thing I will say, I do almost feel like just because of the climate we're in with business, if you are someone who is striving to build like this big company, um, I think to some extent, you also have to brand yourself too. Um, Just because you have to think when, you know, someone wants to interview you about your company or if you get invited, if you want to get invited to speak at places, you have to have like some sort of brand for people to share with their audience about who you are. Um, So I think if you are building like a big company, then you do have to brand yourself to some extent. But I don't think you necessarily have to start out with both. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense though, because you don't want to just be a faceless brand, you know. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. But uh, is there any resources that you've kind of learned from, whether it be a book or anything of that nature, while on your path to entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I am definitely a fan of YouTube University. Same here. Um, (laughs) I learned design (laughs) from YouTube. Um, you know, book. Before Squarespace was like super easy and cool, I had to learn how to do my own websites and things like that. Um, I read all the time and I try to like stick with reading books for the project that I'm working on. Um, So like I'm always reading. I know um, if you're a writer or if you're a writer of any type, if you're creating content of any type, um, there's a book called Everybody Writes, which is really, really, really good. I recommend it to everyone. Um, So that's one of my favorites, but between just reading books and just 
you know, Googling a lot of things. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then I also like, I've hired my own coaches um, in the past. I'll never claim that I know everything. Um, but I've like hired my own coaches in the past. I've taken classes like in the past, you know, really just investing back into my brand so that I am also building my business and learning more about how to build a business. Um, right. I never want to be one of those like, people who are telling you how to do something, but they've never tried it themselves. And I'll be quick to tell people, I can't help you with that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I really, I want to be able to keep myself educated so that I can continue to educate the women that I work with. Oh, it's really good. It's a really good investment there. And I'm a huge fan of YouTube University. I've probably learned everything off of that damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you mentioned you did mention uh, content creation a little bit earlier, and I wanted to ask: Do you prioritize content, or is it something that would come second? So, I do, but definitely not as much as I have in the past. Like in the past, past me was blogging like three or four days a week. She was like sending out consistent emails, like she was on it. Mm-hmm almost 2020 me does not have time (laughs) for that but i prioritize like the the big pieces of content or the main pieces of content for my brand so the podcast i definitely prioritize that because that is how we bring in money that is you know something that is generating a lot of new like eyes to our brand um, and then I prioritize um, our weekly newsletter, which is called the Weekly Three. So just because those two, those two components are just a huge piece of my brand, I focus on those. And then, you know, if social media gets scheduled, it does. If it doesn't, then, you know, I may skip a couple of days. But I do still prioritize just the big pieces, but I don't try to hit every platform like I used to. <laughs> right yeah it's it's a lot yeah <laughs> it's, it's honestly a, a lot it's a whole lot i used to try to schedule content every single day write a blog every single day um put out a podcast episode three times a week Ooh. and i'm one guy <laughs> so yeah, <that's> a lot. <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot but i always heard that you know content is the most important but mm-hmm. you know i i think even at the pace i'm at now slowing down with the with the content I haven't really seen too much of a difference, to be honest. Um, of course, you know, the more content, the the better. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't really seen that much of a, of a decline or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it's just like, damn, I wish I had someone who could just write, write for me because I'm not really a fantastic writer. So I'll definitely be picking up that book that you noted. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really good. Like, even if you're not a writer, like it's, it's, called everybody writes but it's really just about creating content and creating good content so i think you'd enjoy it yeah absolutely i think i'll give it a try thank you um now you mentioned the podcast so does the what is the podcast about yeah so the podcast is of course still called living over existing um but it's my way of inviting my community into the stories of other women entrepreneurs and I feel like a lot of podcasts we have now always talk about like the success journey and how they, you know, where they are now. But I feel like our podcast really digs deep into the journey that kind of led up to the success of these women entrepreneurs. So we talk about where they started, you know, how they got to where they are today. And then we dig into 
how they're taking care of themselves as you know entrepreneurs and, and then we also always ask what does living on purpose mean to them so it's it really digs into the stories of women entrepreneurs and how they got to where they are today oh that's amazing and, and you're the and you're the host i'm assuming yep yep i'm the host it's me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good how do you like podcasting i love it like it's I feel like more convenient, oh, not convenient. It's more convenient, yes, I'll say that, than being on YouTube because I can like record in like sweatpants and a t-shirt and I don't have to put on <laughs> makeup and look decent. But then it's also like a little bit easier than writing, I feel like. Like I can just sit down and I can just start talking basically. Right. And also I'm like real nosy, so it lets me be all up in people's business. i I love it i i love it (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's good i actually really do as well i I really do uh like just meeting people and interviewing them and listening to their stories it's really good i also too emulate like i'm recording right now in like a hoodie and sweats and i'm just chilling and yeah you know and plus i don't have to edit like video video takes an incredibly like long time to edit i'm just not not willing to do that i can just with this i could take a half an hour to an hour and get it out and be good and i could do a follow-up blog you know everything is a lot smoother has this always been the goal for you to have multiple things that are connected to one no (laughs) (laughs) no so the podcast started because i wrote a book and the podcast was only supposed to be a way for me to kind of like promote and market the book leading up to the launch And it wasn't supposed to go like any further than just launching the book. And that was it. But then people kept asking for new episodes. Like, so (laughs) I guess I got to keep going. (laughs) And then we just kind of started building, building on from there. But no, it was not supposed to work in this way at all. (laughs) Well, it's good. The people wanted it. They wanted you to create. That's good. I think, I think we touched everything here pretty quickly, but I think we touched everything. (laughs) Uh, how, How can we support you? Yeah, so um, if you're wanting to learn more about our community, you can head over to livingoverexisting.com forward slash community, um, or you can just go to livingoverexisting.com. You'll see it all over the website. Um, And then you can follow the brand on Instagram at livingoverexisting as well. Oh, awesome, awesome. Well, we'll, I will be doing so. And uh, thank you for coming on and sharing all your, your knowledge and your experiences. It is really appreciated. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. And uh, with that being said, I will talk to you soon and take care. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, that'll wrap up this week's episode. I hope you found this one valuable. Once again, I appreciate you for listening and I encourage you to subscribe and share and leave some feedback as well. That'd be greatly appreciated. Also, you can find us on all social media platforms at Creative Assist and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T and creativeassist.com as well. So, I hope to talk to you next time on the next episode of the Creative Assist Podcast. Until then, take care.